Hello, everyone, and welcome to Answers for Life with Pastor Shelley, where we take life's difficult questions and give meaningful answers using the Word of God. I'm your host, Noah Wagner. We're back in the studio. The last you heard from us, we had a Thanksgiving special. It's been a couple weeks now, and now we're we're going to focus on Christmas. That's right. We got a Christmas uh, edition of Answers for Life, and so, uh, you know, many podcasts, many people, many videos, stuff like that, they address some of the main points of the Christmas story, and um, that that's incredible. It's important. Those are those are great things, but some things within the Christmas story get overlooked. That's right. And so we wanted to kind of do something a little bit different and focus in on one of those details in the Christmas story that gets a little overlooked and how it relates to to us, to people, and and what we can can do with that. And That's so right. we're going to focus on a character, uh, which, which Pastor Shelley, you've been going through a series uh, on Sunday mornings, the cast of Christmas, the different characters within the Christmas story. That's right. Um, and today we're going to focus in on a character, Herod the Great. And we're going to ask the question, what happens... When a completely evil and unrepentant person meets Christ, mm, that person right. being Herod the Great. Herod the Great. And I like to call him Herod the Not-So-Great. Right. Well, uh, Merry Christmas, Noah. I hope you've got big Christmas plans, you and your young wife and young self. I hope you all have big plans. We are uh, we're excited. And from the last podcast, I have a little announcement. Okay. I'm going to be a grandpa That's for the right. first time, That's so right. uh, we're real excited about Congratulations. that. Congratulations! Uh, that will take place in June, and and uh, well, I am a grandpa right now because that baby is That's alive right. and well from conception. That right? from conception. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the birth will be in uh, July, and we're excited about that. But today we're going to talk about another birth, and we're going to talk about Herod the Great. But to do that, Noah. We have to go back 1,800 years to get to a complete understanding of mm-hmm. Herod the Not-So-Great. When we go back 1,800 years in Scripture, we find the birth of twin boys, Jacob and Esau. That's right. In Genesis chapter 25, uh, there, there's this story uh, of this, this woman, Rebecca. She conceives and has children. They're twins in Genesis 25, and it says, The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two people from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. And they're they're talking about, the Lord is talking about the two twins. That's but right. But that ends up being two nations. Two nations. Mm-hmm. He's speaking about two nations. Of course, we have Abraham. Right. And then we have Isaac. Mm-hmm. And Isaac has twin boys, Jacob and Esau, and only one of them is able to carry the line of Judah, to carry that line. Right. And that turns out to be Jacob and not Esau. Now, the story goes on that Jacob's not this wonderful kid, not a choir boy by right. uh, by definition. Uh, he tricks Isaac out of his birthright and blessing. Yeah, later in Genesis 25, we see in verse 29 through 34 that Esau goes out, he, he works in the field, he's hunting, he's doing all these things. He comes back, he's exhausted, he's hungry. It says, and he's probably being a little dramatic, but he says that he was to the point where he was going to die. And so he says to Jacob, his brother, give me some food, I'm, I'm getting ready to die. And Jacob says, okay, I'll give you some food, but sell me your birthright. And so 
Esau, not thinking through it, does that for a bowl of soup, and Jacob ends up with Esau's birthright, even though Esau was the, the firstborn. And the word Jacob, we know, means deceiver. Right. And then later, he deceives his father, mm-hmm. Isaac, and tricks him into blessing him instead of instead of Isaac. That's right. In in Genesis yes. twenty seven, uh, twenty six, Esau and blessing Esau. Excuse me. Right. Yes. In, in Genesis twenty six and twenty seven, um, like you said, Isaac is supposed to be blessing Esau because Esau was the firstborn. But Isaac was an old man. He he couldn't see very well, and so he he calls Esau and says, "Hey, go um, get me some food, hunt some food, bring it back, and then I'll bless you." Well, Rebecca, Jacob and Esau's mom, liked Jacob more, and so starts being a little tricky with Jacob, and and they put on some some clothes to to make him smell and feel like Esau. They, they prepare the food, and he goes in and tricks his father, making making him think that he is Esau when really it's Jacob. And Isaac blesses him, and it, because he does that blessing, it carries forward. Um, and and so Jacob ended up being the one taking the birthright and the blessing that that was due to be Esau's. And at that point, Jacob and Esau hated each other and began to fight against each other. Those two individuals, they become two nations. Mm -hmm. So we have the promised nation of Israel that comes from Jacob, and then we have a nation that comes from Esau, which is called the Edomites. Right. And the Edomites fought against Israel. They they fought war after war against Israel uh, throughout their history. Yeah, all, all throughout the Old Testament, you see if there's if Israel's fighting against somebody, there's a good chance that Edom was part of it. Um, they just went back and forth, and uh, when Saul and David became uh, king, and, and then later David was king after Saul, they, they both fought with, with the Edomites. They ended up enslaving them for a time, and, and they just went back and forth. Uh, there was a guy named Jehoram who, who ended up being the king, and he he went and Edom rebelled against Judah. They fought against each other more and more. And all throughout the Old Testament, these two nations go at it, and they fight against each other um, eventually to the point where you know Israel is God's chosen people, blessed. And so Edom gets a curse from God throughout. That's right. Uh, in, in Malachi and in Amos, we see those two things come about where Edom ends up getting punished, and we see that come to fruition later on in the story. Yeah, so we get to the point, what does all this have to do right. with I, Herod the Great? We've talked a lot of, of, of backstory now, so how does this relate to Herod the Great in the Christmas story, right? Well, here it is. Herod the Great, or Herod the Not-So-Great, mm-hmm. was an Edomite. Wow. He was an Edomite. In other words, here, here we have the birth of Jesus that came through Jacob, Mm-hmm. the promise, and then we have Herod the Great, quote, king of the Jews, mm-hmm. which was an Edomite, and here the battle that was fought 1,800 years ago is still going on, and it's going to come to a climax with Herod the Great and King Jesus. Wow, wow. Isn't that something? Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool, and and you can look in, in Matthew chapter 1, where you see that genealogy where Jesus is from the lineage of Jacob. Right. And Herod is from the lineage of Esau. 
Right. And so those two that were fighting against each other then goes through all of these years in their genealogy and ends up right here back at the same place in, in the, the promised land. They're in Bethlehem, Jerusalem, like this area. And now you've got King Herod, who's king over the Jews, right? right. And then King Jesus, the born king of the universe, right? right. And now they're going against each other yeah. head to head. Herod finally got the power from Jacob. Mm-hmm. And here comes Jacob again, Jesus, to take the throne. That's right. So that leads us back to our question. What happens when evil and unrepentant people, man, Herod the Great, uh, meets Jesus? Mm-hmm. And I have four things to talk about. First of all, and all this is based around Matthew chapter 2, but the first thing that we see unrepentant, evil men like Herod reject the word of God. That's right. And right right here at the beginning of Matthew chapter 2, Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. Herod the Great is the king. And then wise men come uh, from the east to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and, and all Jerusalem with him and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it was written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people. That's the word of God right there. The, mm-hmm. the prophet spoke, and, and that comes from Micah chapter 5, verse 2, um, that, that quote there. And so Herod the Great inquires from the people, from the from the, the religious leaders, what does the word of God say about this king that is to be born? That's right. He he believed the word of God, but he would not accept the word of God. Right. He rejected the word of God. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of people today that believe the word of God, but they do not accept the word of God. They mm-hmm. they believe it, but then they reject it. They say it's true, but I don't want it to affect my right. life. And that's what happened to Herod. He said, I'm not going to let this affect my life and my throne and my power. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what happens when unrepentant, evil people meet Christ. They reject him. Right. And and you can see this in in today's time where you've got unrepentant, evil people, and, and you may not even think of them as evil uh, that that seems like a really harsh term, but if, if they're rejecting the Word of God, if they're rejecting Christ the King, uh, their heart is against God, which would make them evil. But uh, you can see this uh, all the time, in, in especially in American culture, where people say, "Yeah, that's cool, that's good. I, you know, I like the Bible thing, I like the God thing, but that, I'm just not going to let that be true for me." You know, and and they do that that subjective. It's not my truth. It, it might be true, but it's not my truth. Uh, that's ridiculous. We know that that is, is just in its core dumb to say that there's no objective. It's either true or it's not true. And so they're looking at it and saying, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. That's true, but it's not true for me. Therefore, I'm not going to let it change my life or, or anything about me." The evil in this world, Noah. The reason evil 
grows in our society is because they have rejected mm-hmm. the word of God. Right. Number two, the second thing that happens when evil and unrepentant people meet Christ, they try to hide their heart. Herod did that, didn't he? he sure did. He didn't want anybody to know how black and dark and hard his heart was. That's right. In in Matthew chapter 2, 7 through 8, Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what ascertained for them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Yeah, he 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 was going to go to worship, but he wasn't going to worship. No, that's right. He, he told them, he was trying to be sneaky. Yes. Hey, wise men, why don't you go find him? Tell me where he's at so then I can come and worship him. But he had no intentions of actually worshiping uh, Jesus at no. all. No, and I'm telling you today, we have to be careful that our worship is not a show. Mm-hmm but our worship is truly real right. and it's toward Christ and not toward the world or toward people. That's right. We have to be careful about it. The other thing is whenever you're trying to hide things in your life, in your heart, why? Mm-hmm. Why Why do you want to hide it? Because it's wrong, right. because it's bad, because it's evil. He was ashamed of his heart. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to tell the wise men. He didn't want to tell the people what he felt in his heart. He was he was hiding it. And I'm telling you, if we have things that we need to hide in our heart like that, there's a there's something wrong. Right. And it, you know, it says in scripture that that people like this, evil and unrepentant people, they like to hide in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And one reason that they they do that is they, like you said, don't want their their sins, their their true intentions to be revealed. Well, what does it say about who Jesus is? Well, he's the true light that reveals the hearts of men. That's right. And so he, Herod wanted to make sure that his heart was not being revealed. And, and we've got to be careful because we can sometimes have foul intentions. And, and I know that we know people who, who have rejected Christ. And one of the reasons is because they want to con- continue to conceal their sin from God and, mm-hmm. and what ends up coming from that, which we'll talk about in just a second, they 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 don't want that to be revealed. And mm-hmm. so they'll hide that in in their heart. And they might put on a facade or a show that says, I'm all good. I'm 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 a good old boy, you know, all things are great, but really their heart is is dark and they're hiding their true intentions. Yeah. King David said, Lord, search my heart. Right. Reveal any evil ways in me. David said, I want to be white as snow. Mm-hmm. I want to be white. David wanted his heart to be revealed, and King Herod wanted to conceal his dark, evil, hard heart. Mm-hmm. Be careful when you want to conceal what's in your heart. Number three, he refused to accept Jesus as king. Mm-hmm. He refused to accept Jesus as king. And that we find that in verses 16 and 18 of the story. Why don't you uh, talk us through that, read that for us? Yeah, so right after Herod told the, the wise men to go and find, and, and so I can come and worship, hiding his heart, the wise men go. They do find King Jesus. They worship him. They bring mm-hmm. him gifts. They, they submit to him as the king, and then they don't go back to Herod. No. Um, they, they do the smart thing, and they go... Well, they were wise. Direction. Yeah, well, that's right. Wise All right, men. Good. Uh, so they 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 
go opposite direction. They don't go back to Herod. Um, and so Herod, realizing that he has been tricked, in verse 16, Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he became furious. And he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he ascertained from the wise men. Then what was fulfilled was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah weeping and wild lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. Mm. You know, nothing surprises God. God God knew Herod's heart. Mm -hmm. God knew what would happen. He knows the heart of men. Mm -hmm. He knew that Herod was going to reject King Jesus. And I'm telling you, evil and unrepentant men, you know what they do? I can tell you what they do. They reject King Jesus. Jesus, I don't want you a part of my life. Jesus, I'm going to be I'm going to build my own kingdom. I don't mm -hmm. want anything to do with your kingdom. And and that is what we see in the story and it takes a dark, ugly turn killing those babies mm -hmm. in Bethlehem. Yeah, he 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 took what the wise men said and and saw and, and this just understood that that Jesus was likely going to be two years or younger, kind of in that range. And uh, so he went and he goes and he kills all of the children that are two years and younger. Mm -hmm. Now, luckily, not luckily, by the by the grace of God, uh, he had sent a messenger already to to Joseph and and. Jesus and his family had fled this area. Uh, they'd gone to Egypt, and so they weren't they weren't in any danger from that. But Herod was threatened. He, he felt his kingdom was threatened because here's Jesus. These wise men are saying he's going to be king of the Jews. Herod said, no, I'm the king of the Jews. And so my kingdom is being threatened. I'm going to do whatever I can in my power to make sure that my kingdom reigns supreme. And so he went and he took care of business to make sure that he his kingdom stood fast. And in doing so, it gave evidence that he rejected Jesus as king, of, uh, that, that he's supposed to be sitting on the throne. When you fight against God, you always lose. Mm -hmm. And King Herod lost this battle. You know, um, Jesus said, if you, if you hold on to your life, you'll lose it. Mm -hmm. But if you surrender your life, uh, you will have it. Right. Eternal life. Well, Herod refused to let go of his life. You know, another thing about this part of the story, we know that the calendar is tied to Jesus, and it mm -hmm. goes back to the, the, the life of Herod was the first person that set his watch by Jesus' birth. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess he had a watch. You think he had a watch? I'm sure he had a Hey, he's Herod the Great. He probably had the first Apple Watch. Right? Apple Watch, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. He <laughs> he had an Apple Watch. An Apple, Apple Watch. And he was the first one to tie time to the birth of Christ. And That's now right. today, the whole world's timetable is tied to the birth of Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay, one more. One more thing happens. One more thing happens when evil and unrepentant men um, meet Christ. They die. Yep. 
Verse 19, Herod died. Herod died. Jesus didn't die. Nope. No, he, he would die. He would lay his life down. He didn't die that day. Herod died, and he faced the judgment. That's right. It says in Romans chapter 6, 23, for all, well, Romans 3, 23, for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, right? right? We've all fallen, and we're all in that unrepentant evil place when we're born. Um, mm-hmm. Blessed be the name of the Lord that when we believe and repent that we get eternal life. But Romans 6, 23, uh, for the wages of sin is death, mm-hmm. but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ right. our Lord. And so if we don't have... Christ our Lord, we don't get eternal life, and the wages of our sin is death. Herod could have bowed and worshipped the Christ child. Mm-hmm. He could have repented of his sin. He was an evil, evil leader. He killed people for fun. He could have repented. He could have bowed at the... He could have been a part of the nativity. Right. He had every opportunity. But he rejected it. Mm-hmm. When when people refuse to repent, when people reject Christ, the gospel has no power over their life. Right. They die in their sin. They die in their shame. Today, we need to look around us and begin to pray for those that are unrepentant. We need to pray against the evil in our society, and we need to put Christ before the people so that they can find hope, Mm -hmm. and they will not die in their sin like King Herod. That's right. It says in 1 John 5, verse 12, one of my favorite verses, Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever has Jesus has life. Whoever accepts him as king has life. But whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. And Herod did not have the Son of God, and therefore he died. Six miles from his kingdom, the Savior was born, Mm -hmm. and he missed it. I pray for those that are listening today, that they won't miss it today. They won't get all wrapped up into Christmas to the point that they miss Christ. Right. I was telling one, our, our students the other day, that Christmas gives us a unique opportunity to share the gospel in a way that, that you don't get those same opportunities any other time. Uh, 91% of people in America celebrate Christmas. 91% of people in America celebrate Christmas. Only 22% can tell you the whole Christmas story. Wow. That's so that crazy. means that there are there are hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of people that don't know the whole Christmas story yet celebrate Christmas. Mm. And so what opportunity for us to say, listen, it's about a king that was born and you need to accept him as your king and you will have life eternal. Yes. Let's pray about that. Absolutely. Father, we thank you for this incredible story in your word in Matthew chapter 2. Lord, we thank you for the wise men that, that came. And, but Lord, we thank you that you give us the story of Herod to warn us of our dark 
hard heart that needs a Savior. My prayer, Lord, today, that the listeners will know you as Savior and Lord, and that they will share the gospel with those around them, that the centerpiece of Christmas will be Christ, and that we will proclaim him. Father, go with us. I pray we'll have a special time with family and friends. And Lord, I pray that you'll give us opportunity to share the gospel. In the name of baby Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Shelley. Again, what happens to an evil and unrepentant person when they encounter Christ, when they, they reject the word of God, they hide their heart, they refuse to accept Jesus as king, and then they die. And, and our prayer, as Pastor Shelley just said, is that we would have eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, and that would be uh, what you focus on this Christmas. And and so we just we pray that over you and, and pray that over your family. And just if you don't have Jesus, let that be uh, right now. Make him king over your life. And if you've got any questions, you can reach out to us uh, at any time. Uh, if you haven't shared this podcast with someone, maybe 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 they this is something that they need to hear uh, of, of what it looks like to accept Christ as Lord. So share it with them. Leave a review. Uh, we wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Um, have have that that time with family and and time off. And uh, so Merry Christmas. And always remember, Jesus is the answer.